0: You're gonna play But if you wanna stay in shape Well, you better hit that Chinwits, Chinwits That's Wentz. right, man. you
1: Welcome to the Jim Wits Podcast, I'm Ryan George
0: I'm Justin Guild, aka Chef Sonic
1: And we are the Jim Wits, the UK's fourth most popular podcast
0: Nice I I, don't thought, know I keep I thought we were the third most popular
1: I don't know fact, I don't know where we are I just know that our numbers in the UK keep going up at a far greater rate than our numbers in the US We're still, so the US still beats our numbers in the UK But I just like saying we're the fourth most pop- I don't know where we are we, we might be first, we might be 80th But I just like saying that Nice, yeah So we'll Possible destination <laughs> yeah, Since, no, since they, the they seem to like us in the UK Yeah, yeah so,
0: okay. Well, in, in other interesting news The Jimwits musical <laughs> is about to be released So we want everyone really? to go check out the Jimwits musical
1: I don't even know what to say Because <laughs> it's like a I don't, I don't even know That's just a bad I, You, you, you want to
0: see the Jimwits musical? What would it be about? What do you mean? You're part of it yeah, what would it be about? What's interesting what about the you're Jim? What's musical? But you're, Ryan, why are you asking me? He's in the musical. It's about us.
1: Just doing a podcast.
0: Uh, look, the, it, you have to go see it. Well,
1: since you wrote the theme song, you would obviously do the music. No, right? I didn't do the music for it. So, who did the music?
0: I, you have to go see the show.
1: Where's the show?
0: On Broadway. <laughs> really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> News to me. On the street. You're making no sense. <laughs>
0: So we uh, yeah, have a new yeah. Broadway musical, the gym. Look, puts. if, if
1: anyone it. anyone listening thinks w- there's anywhere that we're going with this <laughs> this uh, gag, I have no idea because I, I, this is the first I've heard about a, a musical or anything <laughs> like it. I've said we we should write a musical, but but based on like some interesting books.
0: Oh, I have a fun, I have a funny musical idea as well. It,
1: yeah. Okay. Well, let's shift gears to something else because clearly we're going nowhere with this. Okay, okay. This musical. Um, how How's your exercise and and Pretty diet good. Oh, and man. you know I'm
0: actually really sore. I I did. Um, I've been I've been kicking up my uh, my workouts. I did really. Uh, a tough sprint workout, intervals, fast mm-hmm. running. And then I did weights afterwards as well yesterday, and that was the day before that I did another another tough intervals and weights. So I'm I'm getting back into it.
1: Oh, that's good. Um, I saw you you posted uh, we've, on our Instagram as a video of Justin doing some pad work.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. What what, what was your thought? I know that there's oh, a couple I things mean, that. Yeah, I, it's hard could to tell you t- over could you do it properly?
1: No, actually, looked better than I expected for you having not trained in in a long time. wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, yeah but, but I mean, you know, it's always something to correct. Sure, I, can, yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of anything, yeah, yeah. nothing glaring outside and of keeping your dropping your hands. I think the, um,
0: I'm sure I do that. And the other big thing is that I'm not, on, on, on certain kicks. I'm not swinging my arms enough.
1: Yeah, it depends. I mean, it depends on the so move. Can, Some people yeah. swing more more than others. Every uh, kicks yeah.
0: a little bit different. Are you gonna
1: come back to the gym anytime soon?
0: Soon, definitely. When I if I have a, a schedule that I know that I can make it because it just. To me, I don't like signing up for something that I can't do properly. So if I don't, if I have like a month, I'm like, I know I can make these days. It's just tricky, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Cool. All right. Well, I guess we should get to our interview then, right? Who are we interviewing today?
0: Our interview is with Nagina Abdullah. And she is a health coach. And she is going to talk a lot about inflammation and anti-inflammatory foods and that whole approach and her sort of views on the matter and yeah it was uh, very informative so here is our interview with nagina hey everyone we are here with nagina abdullah hey nagina how's everything i'm good how are you pretty well pretty well so nagina where are you located i'm just curious
2: I am in New Jersey.
0: Ah, Jersey, Jersey, right across the pond.
2: Yes, yes, exactly, right there, right over there.
0: Nice. What part of Jersey?
2: I'm in a Morristown. It's. Oh uh, yeah, I know Morristown. Sure. Oh, good. Yes, it's a, like a city suburb. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a nice city downtown kind of area, and then houses, and it's very walkable. So that's yep. why we moved here. Yeah,
0: nice. Uh, certainly, nice area. Jersey gets a little bit of a, a bad rap. Um, especially uh, uh, in some of the, the turnpike towns and stuff like that. But when you get out into some more woodsy areas and some of the burbs, it gets, it's actually really beautiful. It's a very, very underrated state.
2: I agree because I actually moved from California to New York, mm. and um, and then when I moved to New Jersey, I was just thinking I did not plan on moving to New Jersey. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to move to New York, but once after I got here and, and started learning about everything, I mean it is really nice. There's it's like forty minutes from where I am to the city to New York. It's forty minutes to the snow. It's forty five minutes to the beach. It's yeah, like you yeah. can do everything.
0: And for our listeners that might not be in the United States, or that might be other parts of the United States that sort of don't know about the relationship between the states New York and New Jersey. New Jersey always has the rap of being New York's sort of little cousin. And um, like New York is great at everything. It's got all the sports teams and all the money and all the, you know, entertainment and, you know, the history in New Jersey is... Across the pond, the place where people visit New York and no one wants to go to Jersey. So that's sort of the wrap. But Jersey's actually an awesome state in and of itself. So, and I think people are, are really starting to, to realize that. <laughs> All right. So um, we, we always start, well, so, sometimes we'll st- I, I like to ask where, where you live, but about your uh, health and fitness background. So tell us a little bit about that.
2: Okay. Well, I had um, – so I have actually a, a, a personal story, which I'll kind of – I'll tell you a little bit about where I struggled with my weight and with my um, – just being fit, as fit as I wanted to be for my whole life. I was very athletic. Um, I was in lots of sports, but I just could not figure out how to um, – I could not figure out how to um, get more, like, get the body that I really wanted. And I tried every single diet. I tried Atkins. I tried paleo. I even did Weight Watchers. I actually lost 15 pounds from Weight Watchers, but then, of course, I put it back on right afterwards. And so um, it was just this vicious yo yo cycle my entire life of losing weight and putting it back on, going to the gym for hours a week and trying to, like, eat less and exercise more and just not being able to quite find um, not being able to find the hack or find the way for me to keep, keep consistent at where I wanted to be. So after I moved to New York, um, I moved uh, here to, come, to go to business school, I started working at a very demanding job where I was a management, consulting, management consultant in New York City, and I was traveling all around, um, jumping on trains and planes, getting in cars, I would stay in hotels for multiple nights a week, and, um, and eat out for every meal, and it was just a work hard, play hard kind of lifestyle. And then shortly after I had two kids. And so with that lifestyle and having kids, I put on quite a bit of weight. And so after going through that, I realized I need to, I need to change. Like something needs to change because I would look at myself in the mirror and not like what I see. I would feel so such little energy. I wouldn't want to go anywhere on the weekends. And I realized that's not the life I wanted to live. And, um, and that's where I decided to have, make a transformation or decide, try to figure out something. And I started with Um, food, because I didn't have the time to go to the gym for hours a week, Uh, and I started changing what I was eating, um, adding protein, lowering my sugar, and adding fat-burning spices to my food so it tasted good, and then I later found out it also gave me amazing health, um, anti-inflammation, and weight loss benefits and i lost 10 pounds in 1 month and i went on to keep doing what i was doing because it was so enjoyable and i didn't feel like i was depriving myself and i lost 40 pounds in 9 months and it's stayed off since then i've added a gym routine to it and now i've gotten more toned and more fit than i ever thought i would be especially after two kids
1: so that's great that's great so i want to get a little bit more into into the kind of the anti-inflammation aspect of it but i guess um, from a mental standpoint, whenever we kind of change our diet or change our habits, uh, you know the, the key is is uh, staking with it. And so, what made this change more lasting? Were the times in the past where you where you maybe had some success and then yo-yoed back? What, what where did you find the main difference was being able to kind of stick with what eventually became your your diet and what what actually was successful versus the other ones?
2: Yeah, that's such an important question. Um, the difference was that I actually enjoyed what I was doing. I I enjoyed what I was eating and I felt full. I never felt deprived. So all the other times I had done things, it's, it's, it felt like it was a, um, like a temporary sprint to lose weight and that's it. Whereas now it felt more like I still lost a lot of weight in, in a short amount of time, but it was more of a lifestyle shift because I liked what I was doing. I loved the food I was eating. It tasted so good with the spices. And then also it was very filling. And I never felt hungry and I never felt like hangry, meaning hungry plus angry. I was just always satisfied with the food that I was eating. And then finally I saw results so quickly, like more quickly than I had ever seen on anything else without even exercising that much. And so I knew that it was just something I would be able to sustain if I if I kept doing what I was doing and kept leading that lifestyle
1: got it so now I guess let's get we'll go back we'll come back to kind of how this causes you to lose weight but I'm interested in hearing um I guess can you explain what is inflammation and, and why is it a bad thing um, maybe we can kind of start there and we'll get into you know the foods and and how that helped you also with your weight loss but you can tell us a little bit about the negative effects of inflammation that'd be great
2: definitely so when you, so inflammation is um so so when it, when something's inflamed on a small scale it's like say if you get a paper cut then there's a hot red area around the cut and that's inflammation so in that situation it's a good it's a good thing because it's like your body is healing itself but the problem is when we experience inflammation throughout our whole body for a long time and unlike a sudden onset of the flu Chronic inflammation, it just sneaks up on us because it doesn't happen all at once. And so what happens is when you're inflamed, you often feel symptoms like extra weight around your belly, extra weight that doesn't go away no matter what. Um, Often you'll feel digestive problems like gas and bloating and feeling tired all day and also some skin problems. So these are kind of symptoms of inflammation. And sometimes uh, a lot of people, we, we, do, when we have it, we don't even realize we have it because like I said, it came on so slowly that we just are used to feeling like that. And we think that's how it is. And there's something wrong with us or our genetics or um, something that we can't control. But what it actually is, is inflammation. And um, so that's, that's how it kind of like comes into our body. And it. It really, it really causes weight to stick on and to not come off.
1: So what, what's the source of, like what causes, what in our daily lives or diet um, causes the, this kind of chronic inflammation?
2: So the two main things are genes and environment for inflammation. So some people are more prone to inflammation than others, but everyone can, we can control our environment A biggest, the one of the biggest things in our environment is the food that we're eating. So just imagine it's food that you're putting into your mouth. It's going into your body. I mean, it's like a direct effect and so food with lots of refined sugar or grains or like partially partially hydrogenated oils, like deep fried foods and fast foods. They really overwhelm the body and trigger inflammation. Mm-hmm. And what,
1: so I guess What does it feel like? How how can you tell if you're dealing with it? Like, how does a person tell if they are if it is an issue that that is impacting their lives? If um, you know, if are there ways to kind of I guess feel it? Um, Like, what are the you know how yeah How does somebody kind of tell that that's an issue for them?
2: Sometimes people don't really even realize it, it's just if, if you are having, like if someone is having weight that will not come off, they're feeling tired, or they're go, having any of the symptoms that I talked about, that's a way to start knowing that it might not be that they, that they just can't lose weight, or they just can't get healthier, or their skin is just like that. That is a symptom that could be saying that they're inflamed, and if you're looking at the kinds of foods you're eating, and you're eating foods that are high in sugar, you're eating processed foods, um, or you even think you're eating healthy, because a lot of times a lot of the food that we eat we think is healthy but if it's not fully whole foods natural foods like meaning um like asparagus broccoli salmon um like like completely like that i mean I, i don't even mean like oats or anything like that like completely just natural then if you're eating anything other than completely natural, real foods, then there's, there's a very, very good chance you have some kind of inflammation, and that is blocking your weight loss. Once you start eating the right foods that clean your body out, it's just, uh, it's like you literally transform your body in less than a week.
1: So now, is this something that requires, like, any medical intervention? Like, is this something that, that somebody should go to a doctor for, or their medical, Are there tests for it? Like, how does somebody kind of go about managing, um, you know, managing dealing with inflammation?
2: So inflammation, um, this is just really eating an anti-inflammatory diet. Um, I mean, you could go to like certain doctors would specialize in it. Really, like a general practitioner may not know about it because general practitioners, they know about you know regular, they're kind of like they're trained in many things, but they may not know to go deep on anti-inflammation. And a lot of times, even in nutrition, they, they know what to do, but they don't necessarily know how exactly to do it, meaning like um, the actual habits that you need to change. So um, a lot of times if you go to the doctor, they will give you like a list of foods to eat, but it's more than that when you're actually changing your lifestyle. Like you have to know what to eat during each meal, what quantities, how to combine it. Um, Otherwise, it's like a little, it's very overwhelming. So so really the way to go about it is to really focus on an anti-inflammatory diet. This is super key. Um, So anti-inflammatory diet is made up of like whole foods and spices, and the foods and spices, they tend to have three things in common. They have antioxidants, so they protect your cells um, from free radicals, which cause and worsen inflammation. They have minerals, so they support the immune system and fight free radicals, and they also have essential fatty acids, which calm the immune system. So this is, we're talking about weight, but we're actually talking about something bigger, because when you have an inflamed body, it's one of the most, it's one of the biggest correlations um, for disease as well. Heart disease, arthritis, um, there's so many other things that are connected to inflammation. So um, even diabetes, obviously, digestive disorders, and also you know other neurological diseases other than Alzheimer's too. So um, when you eat it, when you're eating an anti-inflammatory diet, you're first of all getting more fit, like it's helping you get fit, it's helping you lose weight, get stronger if you're also combining it with going to the gym. And you're also fighting off disease. It's one of the best ways to just have an all around healthy way of eating while also being fit and trim.
1: So what are what are some of the... Um... What kinds of what are, what are some foods Like what are some of the best Kind of I guess Anti-inflammatory foods And then you mentioned spices So maybe you can tell us A little about those And then also if you can give us Maybe um Like where is the science Like how much of the, How much has this Really been studied Because we've heard You know you definitely Hear a lot more About inflammation In in, um, in the media And in magazines But in, in the sense That it's almost become A, a bit of a buzzword So uh, you know Sometimes you get A little wary about it When you hear something Used over and over So kind of where is The science actually You know when it comes to this and and how far along are they you know as, as as something that we we really need to focus on and and work with
2: yes absolutely okay well, there was just a recent study done. It was just um, talked about in the New York Times, but it was done by the American Medical Association, um, or the, and it was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. And so they divided people who wanted to lose weight into two groups, healthy low carb eaters and healthy low fat eaters. Um, both groups ate only anti-inflammatory whole foods, and one group just ate more healthy fats, the other group ate more healthy carbs. and at the the end of the study, both groups had lost weight, and so it, it's like the anti-inflammatory low-carb eaters lost 13 pounds, and the anti-inflammatory low-fat eaters lost right below 12 pounds. And this was without counting calories, etc. So this is because there is such a strong link between inflammation and obesity. So when you're eating an anti-inflammatory diet, it unlocks weight loss even if it's like stubborn fat, that seems like it won't go anywhere. So this study was just recently done. It was done in 2018. That's just one study of many. Um, but there is lots of studies that tie anti-inflammation with, um, with fighting disease and with losing weight and with longevity and overall health. So that is, it's just, it's one of, it's kind of, it's like beyond a fad diet. So a lot of times, will go on or, you know, many people will go and I've done this in the past myself. I've gone on diets like, for example, Atkins, where you're cutting an entire food group out of your diet, you're cutting carbohydrates out of your diet completely. So that's not really, I mean, you can lose weight from it for sure, but over time, it's not the best way to, to, to continue and you're going to stop losing weight at a certain point when your metabolism slows down as a result. So. Um, so you're not doing anything drastic. You're not eating less so that you're starving yourself or that you're feeling really hungry. You're actually feeling really full and really satisfied by eating whole natural foods. Like it's pretty much like what could be wrong with whole natural foods and natural spices that have like natural health benefits. So you're not doing anything artificial when you're eating anti and anti-inflammatory diet. The main thing is just to know what to eat and how to how to how to mix it. So. Um, so I can share some foods, a few foods, and then a few spices that are really powerful and really simple too to find. Sure. Okay. So, um, so I mean, one of the obviously really great um anti-inflammatory foods is leafy greens. So chard, kale, spinach, anything that's high in antioxidants, um, are really good. For anti-inflammation, the more vegetables, the better. You just feel so much better. Um another thing that's really great is blueberries. So blueberries are naturally low sugar and they also contain something. Um, it's a flavonoid that flights, that fights inflammation and cancer. And it's just, it's like a tasty fruit to have on the side that's low sugar. So that's another food that is excellent. And then one of my personal favorites that I eat all the time is salmon. And this is it's high in omega-3 fats, which are some of the most potent anti-inflammatory substances for our bodies. Um, and if you add more omega-3s to your diet with salmon, you'll noticeably relieve inflammation. And you'll you'll actually, if for someone that needs anti-inflammatory medication, because in case there's anyone that is on anti-inflammatory medication, eating more of these foods is going to reduce the need for that medication. And You can also, even if you're not taking medication, you're just trying to get healthy, you're just trying to get fit, Um, if you eat these foods that I just talked about, you will feel less bloating in your stomach. You will feel like smoother digestion as your body goes down. You're not going to retain as much water, and you're just going to feel more energy. So you're going to feel the effects right away. And part of the reason is because your body is not so busy fighting inflammation and just like trying to survive. It's actually it's actually helping you get to the next level when you start eating these kinds of foods. So, so those are a few foods, and my favorite thing about the anti-inflammatory diet is, uh, is spices, and so I have a few I can share with you. Yeah. Okay, so my favorite spice, Um, And and a lot of people that I help their favorite is a sweet spice and this is cinnamon And so this spice it's so common. Most of us have it in our kitchen pantry already Um, it actually triggers pro-inflammatory or it inhibits proteins that trigger pro-inflammatory genes and It actually targets belly fat and improves insulin sensitivity so what happens is that it prevents it keeps your blood sugar low and it helps you store less fat and so cinnamon is just, it has so many benefits. One of the ways that I love to use cinnamon is to sprinkle it in my morning coffee and it tastes so great. It actually takes the place of all the sugar that I used to use because it gives me that sweetness without spiking insulin. And it's just super easy to sprinkle in, in the morning. So I love doing that. Um, another one that's really amazing. This one is kind of like a hot topic right now is turmeric. And, um, So there's a compound in turmeric called curcumin. It's the main compound in turmeric. That is the, that's the most powerful part of turmeric. And it's more, it's a more powerful anti-inflammatory than aspirin and ibuprofen. And it has no side effects. It's amazing. So like turmeric is one of those things. Like my husband started taking turmeric, his skin cleared up. He started like, he just started feeling more energy, um, It's it's just it you can see the effects right away and you can actually use it like I'll tell you a couple ways to use turmeric because sometimes people don't know exactly how to use it um, because it seems a little overwhelming because it's a bright gorgeous yellow color. But what I like to do is sprinkle it in my eggs in the morning and um, because I put, a, I put a, about a half teaspoon into my eggs because it's yellow anyway, and I don't even taste it. It's not spicy, it's very mild. And then I get that anti-inflammatory, um, those benefits right in the morning. And another time I use um, turmeric is in my protein shake after the gym because it's anti-inflammatory. So it helps you relax your muscles after you had a good workout. So you get that relaxation and that recovery in. So um, turmeric is something you can also take in a supplement form to get more, like a stronger dose of the curcumin. And that's really great too if you just kind of just want to make sure that you're getting that anti-inflammation every single day. Um, And then one other spice that I like to talk about is cayenne pepper. So the other two spices that I mentioned, they're not spicy, Mm -hmm. but cayenne pepper is spicy. So it it has a range of antioxidants, um, and it has it actually um, it torches your fat cells. It helps you break inflammation and and um, the obesity cycle. And so cayenne pepper it speeds your metabolism from a weight loss perspective, and it also curbs your appetite as well. So um, for anyone that can't really stand the heat, you could use paprika instead, which is a sweeter um, version of of cayenne pepper, but they both have a compound called capsaicin. And capsaicin is the compound that creates all of those benefits in cayenne pepper. So, and cayenne is something you could sprinkle on anything, on your eggs. You could have cayenne water in the morning with lemon, cayenne lemon water. You could sprinkle it on meat, um, or fish or veggies. So, So those are a few things. These can all be combined with the foods that I talked about or just like included in what you're eating already and you're going to start to see some really great benefits and it also is going to help your food taste better too, which is also really, really nice when you're eating healthy food.
1: So guess a couple of questions. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of information there and a few things I wanted to um, touch on. So does eating anti-inflammatory foods, does that offset eating inflammatory foods? Um, so just a random thing I thought about. But if you're if you're doing both, do they offset each other or does one kind of dominate over the other?
2: Oh, that's such a good question. So you definitely like, say if you're eating, like you're, say you're going to eat fast food or say you're eating just like processed food and that that may seem healthy, but even just like, just food that's not completely whole and natural. And then you add some turmeric or you add some leafy greens. Yes. It's going to give you a little boost, but it's really not going to completely, um, it, it depends on how much, like how, how much, inflammatory foods you're eating. So if you're giving yourself inflammatory foods and you add like cinnamon onto it, it's going to help you, but, um, but you're definitely not getting the total benefits. And so it's, it's like, it will improve, but for the total benefits, you definitely want to have more anti-inflammatory foods. Like you want to tip the scale to more anti-inflammatory foods. Um, so it's really what, what you're getting more of. If you're eating a lot of processed food and you're eating a little bit, of um of like leafy greens and salmon and blueberries just a little bit you're really not going to get the benefits but if you're eating more of that and then you're once in a while you're like maybe once every couple days you're having something that may not be totally totally whole then you'll be fine
1: got it so now my other question is so when it so obviously clearly like let's say that we we agree there 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 are benefits to anti-inflammatory foods um health benefits but when it comes to weight loss is, I'm still not quite sure is there a difference between calories in versus calories out because obviously what the diet that you switch to you know amounts to you know eating clean and um, so the, my question I guess is is there a, an additional weight loss benefit from switching to it or is it still just a matter of you know you still have to watch your calories if you want to lose weight?
2: So I definitely don't agree with calories in, calories out because it's so much based on the food that you're eating. All of the foods that we're eating, that we're putting in our body, they also have a hormonal response. So there's like a trigger of more insulin with a lot of the foods that we're eating. So if you're eating uh, like 200 calories of a cookie, it's much different than eating 200 calories of broccoli because it's first of all, not as filling, it's not as nutritious and it's causing you to, to store more fat because it's releasing more insulin. So so the, the types of foods, that's the key. If you actually eat an anti-inflammatory diet, um, you really don't need to count your calories because naturally, all of, like all of the foods are low calorie anyway and high fiber, so they're keeping you full. Now, of course, there is some aspect to it. Like you do have to know when you're full, and if you keep eating, then you're going to have to at some point, you know, you would overeat. So the first step, and this is what this is how I always do things in small steps. The first thing is to change the kind of food that you're eating, like start changing it, maybe add some spices, add some cinnamon to your coffee, add some turmeric to your eggs. Um, have, a, one more salmon a week than you would like one more piece of salmon a week than you otherwise have would have. And then after that, you know, add, layer on a little more. And then once you have all the foods, right, then when it's set and you feel like if you hit a plateau, that's when you can start counting, um, your macros, like looking at the fat that you're eating, and the protein and the carbs, and looking at it like that to make sure you're getting enough of what you need. But sometimes you don't really even have to do that. I personally lost forty pounds without counting any calories. I just changed my foods and the types of things I was eating, and it was so it was so influential to my weight loss. Uh,
1: I guess so. So I, I I definitely fall along the sides of you know it's not only I, I mean my I, I think it's not only calories in versus calories out but i think it's still a significant part of it so my guess my question would be are there any studies that maybe showed somebody who is at what should have been a caloric surplus eating a diet like this but still lost weight like is there anything that show that like you can do let's say eat an anti-inflammatory diet that theoretically is higher calories than than you would actually need to lose weight but st- you still lose weight, which I guess would be a way to study it to see if it isn't calories and, just, you know, if, it, if it's more of what you're eating versus the the amount of calories you're taking in and, and expending.
2: So for that, no, I, I mean, that's not and that's not something I would subscribe to that if you're eating at a caloric surplus that you can lose weight. You definitely have to eat at a like you have to you can't be overeating. But what happens with an anti-inflammatory diet is that you naturally don't need don't like you naturally don't feel like you need more calories, which we would usually need. God. So if we're eating a if we're eating a diet based on more bread and rice and um, and some veggies, but not that many veggies. Um, and just like fast burning carbs, a little bit of protein, but not that much. We' the calories add up so quickly. I mean, yeah. like one protein, one candy bar or one granola bar has like four hundred calories yeah. in it. So if you eat a few of those, you're over your calories really for the day, it's depending on your weight. Sure. but but so it's definitely not about the caloric surplus. It's the argument is more about if you eat the right kinds of foods, you're not really you're not gonna need. You're not going to – you can eat more food, but your calories are already low. They're naturally low in those foods anyway.
0: So funny. I'm going to give some anecdotal in, uh, information um, based on my diet, which is sort of goes uh, on both sides of the coin. I For one month, I subscribed to the Whole30 uh, diet, and it was difficult because I love um, bread and I love dairy and I, and I love things like that. Um, but for one month I went without any sugar and that means no bread, no rice, um, no, only sugar from fruits and no dairy, you know, so once again, no dairy, no, no processed foods. So nothing like that. And I did not count calories. Uh, I did eat now. Some of the foods might've been high in calories dense cause I would eat stuff like, uh, tahini. Um, I used oil. I would, uh, potatoes, and i didn't count i I just ate as much as I wanted until I was satisfied, and I have a huge appetite uh, and I found that I did lose some weight now now i did if certainly if I was really portioning off into a smaller amount, then I probably would have lost more but i I found that I lost weight when I cut out all the sugar you know bread, rice you know some dairy as well, and uh that's that was actually my personal story from that now granted it's not Easy to have a restrictive diet like that for the rest of your life, but that's what I found in the period which I did that.
2: Oh, that's amazing! Oh my gosh, that is so good! Congratulations! That (laughs) means that that definitely that's what happened to me is that I I took out all those fast burning carbs um, and I added more protein, I added more vegetables, I added spices. So I didn't only take out; I also added a ton of things as well. And because of that, like my weight just dropped. And a lot of it was because of the hormonal response. Like they, your body's not releasing as much insulin because you're not giving it bread and rice yeah. and all of those sugary processed foods. So yeah. it's just stable and a nice energy all the time.
0: Yeah, I did. and I did feel uh, I did have good energy. Um. It was a little for, – for me, it's, it was hard because the really only carbs that I could eat were uh, – besides fruit were potatoes and sweet potatoes, which are healthy foods. Um, it's, it's a little difficult for me just because I've, I've always been one that sort of – it may just be what my body is conditioned for or maybe naturally how I am. I always felt like I needed uh, carbs in order to think now that doesn't mean that I would scarf down tons of white bread and sugar, but when I was able to eat you know good types of rice or just stuff like that, I was I would function better. So I yep. did I have one little issue with that, but uh, for the most part I thought it was positive. Now um, shifting gears a, a little bit. Um, we, as we hear about inflammation, people will come out of the, the, the woodwork trying to sell products or supplements, or systems, or whatever it is. So it makes perfect sense to cut out you know, most of your sugar, cut out processed foods, uh, anything that would uh, be inflammatory in that way. But now I'm starting to hear that there is a lot of other foods that cause inflammation that, that are unhealthy. In fact, I saw one system being advertised, and there were supplements that were going along with it and whatnot that claimed that Nightshades and some other related foods should never be eaten. And I find that very hard to, pardon the pun, digest that tomatoes eggplants, mm-hmm. foods like that are, are unhealthy that can cause them. So what do you think about whole foods, natural foods that supposedly – and also and beans as well, which I heard cause a lot of inflammation, but beans are a staple food. People have been subsisting on them for thousands of years, right? It's, it's, it's very hard for me to swallow that beans, eggplant, mm-hmm. tomato are bad for you. I know.
2: I love that you're saying that. I mean, I have also read that as well. That they're anti, that they're inflammatory. Um, It did surprise me because I lost forty pounds eating a lot of eggplant and having tomatoes in a lot of food that I eat um, and and ate then and um, and and then actually lentils were my key carbohydrate that I ate Mm. because instead of having uh, fast-burning carbs like bread, I would have lentils every day and. Mm. Lentils have have been shown as one of the foods that people that live to be like a hundred plus, that those, like, that's one of the things that most of them have in common is that they have lentils in their diet. So, um, so I have seen that. I'm sure, I mean, maybe there are, I mean, I'm sure that there is some evidence that they're inflammatory, but what I found from a weight loss perspective, it did not stop my weight loss at all. And, um, and I've also seen studies that show tomatoes are anti-inflammatory, sure. okay. you know, and yeah. so, um, so, so I think it, that sometimes it's like, you could be very extreme with things or you can do what you is working for your body. Sure, and sure. if you're, if you're, if it, everything seems like it's working fine, if you're doing it, if you're like, everything is digesting nicely and you feel good, then, um, it could work for you. But there may be some elements of it that are inflammatory. Um, I personally eat all of those things and and lentils are like a key staple in my diet. They always have been, I mean, they have been since my weight loss and during my weight loss.
0: So one other, uh, one other food. What about dairy? You hear people coming out and saying that dairy is to be avoided at all costs. It's one of the terrible things that um, we're we're the only species that d- drinks milk out, outside. Like, you hear all of that stuff. Now, personally, once again, I don't know if this is just my own experience. When I eat less dairy, I actually feel a little bit better. Like you know, perhaps I don't bloat as much, and just uh, I, I just feel a little bit better. Um, but is dairy to be avoided at all costs?
2: So I've had, I've had a similar experience. I didn't know that dairy was affecting me. Um, I, because people who are lactose intolerant know they're lactose intolerant. I never thought that I was lactose intolerant, but then I took it out of my diet as I started to lose weight because I just wanted to take all of these potential anti or or these possible inflammatory foods and drinks out. And so I took dairy out. And then once I put it back in, I realized it gave me a lot of gas and it gave me a lot of bloating that I just thought was normal before. I just thought that's how everyone feels all the time. And so um, I do keep dairy out of my diet. I do have pizza and I do have ice cream once in a while. Um, and I'm totally, I mean, I'm fine. I do feel a little bit of that feeling, but it's not that bad. Um, so I do still go for it, especially when it's like family pizza night or sure. you know, lots of times when there's pizza around. Um, but I don't drink a glass of milk anymore. There is a lot of things that I have read about Greek yogurt um, and cottage cheese being being fine to have sure. because it's pasteurized in a different way. And so I do have cottage cheese because I, it's really filling. It has amazing amounts of protein with lower calories. It's very filling. Um, Greek yogurt I just don't really like it, or no. I, don't, I don't feel like I want it. Mm. But it's a great um, it's a great protein source, especially for vegetarians. Sure. Um, but I, I advocate taking dairy down from your sure. diet a lot Sounds because, yeah, sense, yep. you would notice, you usually notice the change in bloating and you just uh, often just drop weight so much faster because your body, You like the reason is because your body was so, um, it was just working to digest that dairy and there was like usually some inflammation around it. And so it didn't have a cha- like you're not able to lose weight as easily when your body's not processing at its most efficient state.
1: Cool. So so shifting gears a little bit. Um uh, you you write for I think it was Business Insider, right? Uh, you have a few articles for them. Yes. Correct. And um so a couple of your articles were, were interesting because it's about kind of how you're able to kind of um, achieve results Um, while working kind of extended periods of time. So how, how do you do that? Like, how do you manage like a 60 hour work week while also trying to, to be dedicated on getting healthy?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks for reading the articles. I'm so, that's so amazing. Um, so I, I use a lot of like hacks and tricks um, for, for staying healthy and um, finding the time because like I said, I was a management consultant. I worked over 60 hours a week. I was traveling all over the place and I lost my 40 pounds during that time while I had two kids. And so a few things that I did were because it was so important to me to lose the weight and to feel really good about myself, I would do something called Sunday prep, which I take a little time on Sunday and I would chop up any veggies. Now I just buy my veggies chopped, but I would like marinate something or I would like marinate fish or or marinate chicken. And that way when it's during the week, I could just put it in the oven or I would roast vegetables or make them. And um, so I would just dedicate some time on Sunday and it wasn't my whole Sunday. A lot of times it was just an hour and it got me. um, It just got me prepared for the week because once Monday hits, you work a full day and you come home. The last thing that I wanted to do was to start from scratch and cook a meal or even think about what to do. But when I, when I would just open the fridge and there was like a marinated meal and veggies already cooked and lentils already that I had made in a crock pot, it was almost like I systemized my healthy eating, which resulted in just rapid weight loss because I didn't have to just, I didn't have to like, Think And then end up ordering pizza every night because I just didn't feel like cooking. So, um, so that was one key thing that I did, um, is like Sunday prep. And then, um, another thing that I really like to do is, um, is I like to make my smoothies. Um, one of the, like I'll also do that during Sunday prep or sometimes I'll do that on Monday five, a chance. I like to have smoothies in the morning because I put protein powder in them. I put veggies. Um, I put like BCAAs. I even put collagen in them now because it makes my skin so much shinier. Um, and I would just put it all into like a, a plastic bag, all of the stuff, and then just put it in the freezer. And then each morning I would pull it out and put it into my, into my blender. And so Doing these things ahead of time, it's like the behavioral aspect of being healthy is almost, if not more important than like the actual science of eating healthy. Because if you're eating healthy, if, you, if you're putting the right foods into your body, that's amazing. But like, you have to think about how to make it easy for yourself to put the right foods in your body. Because most of us don't have hours a day to cook and chop and clean and all those kinds of things, or we would rather not anyway. Um, so... Those are, those are a couple things that I did. I have some other – I have a lot of other hacks in my Business Insider articles. Um, but yes, I would – those are a couple of the things I did.
0: And um, one thing I'm – and I'm, I'd like to ask your opinion on this is uh, that has been known to cause weight gain, uh, especially for people that are over a certain age. And I think it might even affect women more is, is stress. Cortisol and uh, – I believe – I've heard that it will affect uh, either weight – uh, causing you to gain weight or not being able to lose weight. And it also affects your sleep and it becomes a vicious cycle. And certainly food is something we really stress about. If you think about it, food is a is a big source of stress for a lot of us. Uh, you feel guilty if you order something, you get hungry, and then you make bad decisions Um it's, it's stressful at the supermarket. Worrying, you know, what to get. Things are expensive and time-consuming, and so it be, So little uh, hacks like that, preparation is a, uh, I, I think, is really good advice. Uh, what do you think about stress, though, especially if doing a uh, sixty to seventy-hour you know, week?
2: Well, yes, yeah, stre- Definitely, when you get stressed, it's a cycle. You get stressed. A lot of times, you, people stress eat. So because you're stressed, because maybe that there is a client that needs something right away or um, you have a lot of deadlines or you, you just have a lot on your plate, then you a lot of people stress eat. So they'll go to the, um, the kitchen or the cafeteria and just kind of like grab what's over there, whether it's a donut or a piece of cake and just eat that because it gives you this temporary rush of dopamine and serotonin it makes you feel so good right then and that's all you need. Um, and so then because you ate that, you start feeling worse because you get a sugar crash soon after. Even though you got a sugar high for a moment, you get a sugar crash, it brings you down, it feels it makes you feel lower and you actually feel hungrier because what happened is like all the sugar got wiped out of your body. So you feel hungrier and then you eat again. So you're eating like so many more calories. Um, So stress is definitely a a huge cycle. Um, When you can eat the right foods, it is transformational to your stress. Um, There's lots of studies that I've actually written about many of these as well, um, where uh, when you eat more more sugar and more unprocessed foods, the way that it creates free radicals in your brain, it, it, it causes you to be foggy. It causes your brain to be foggy. It causes your memory to reduce. And it causes um, you to be less focused. And so you're going through like if so if you are able to eat less sugar, you actually have a more optimized brain and mental state and your energy levels throughout your whole body stay more even. And so you're more productive, you are more creative, and you just you feel better, you have consistent energy all the time. So managing stress by eating whole natural foods actually causes you to be even more successful. I mean, that it it, there's there's a there's a linkage between that. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, so um where can everyone find you? And I know that you mentioned that uh you wanted to give uh an offer for our listeners.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I have a free gift for the Jim Wits listeners, which I'm so excited about sharing. Um, So this is my sweet spice cheat sheet. This is the spice that's in your kitchen cabinet. It helps to lower blood sugar and curb sugar cravings. And my cheat sheet includes the three benefits of using this spice, the three health and weight loss benefits five ways to use it in your day, and then an easy fat-burning tea recipe um, using the spice. And so I would love to share that with listeners at MasalaBody.com forward slash The Gym Wits. So The Gym Wits. Um, And I will send that over to you. And then right after I send that to you, um, I will also follow up with my um, free ebook called Seven Spicy Recipes to Melt Your First Seven Pounds. And then you'll start getting some more emails and communications with me. And I'll share my, you'll see my website and all of that. It'll all start with the cheat sheet.
1: Awesome. And uh, where can people find you? Like social media, website? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
2: So the best way is to go to MasalaBody.com forward slash the gym wits because then I can give you the personalized, I can share the personalized gift. Um, My website is MasalaBody.com and so um and then those are kind of, that's kind of like the main ways that i communicate is through my um is through once i once i send you the cheat sheet then i send um emails with lots of amazing recipes um that are super easy using anti-inflammatory spices and um and i also share lots of hacks like how to make cooking easier how to just not even cook and eat healthy how to eat out hmm be healthy, um, and just basically how to lose weight without feeling deprived and just loving it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And I do encourage our, um, our listeners to take Nagina uh, Nagina up on that offer. It sounds like some really cool stuff. I might, I might, uh, take you up on that offer myself. I could, Mm -hmm. um, certainly could use some hacks. I, I, my diet hasn't been great recently. So I think that something like this could give me a kickstart.
2: Oh, awesome. That's so great. That's good. It's like sometimes you need a kickstart, right? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> right. So, all right, Nagina, thank you so much for coming on the Gym Whits.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Cool. That, that was fun. Um, now, I'm going to have a random question I wanted to ask you during the opening that has nothing to do with our interview, but have you watched Glow?
0: No, on I Netflix, heard about it's, it, really heard about. It
1: it's really good. Is it? It's really good at gigging. like you know, we don't, we don't follow pro wrestling now, but anyway, if you're a fan of it at any point, it's a, it's actually a lot of fun. It follow, it's kind of loosely based on the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's second season. pretty hilarious. Well, it's pretty good. I gotta, um,
0: uh, I gotta check that out. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I I I'm actually a bit of a believer myself in the anti-inflammatory foods, as long as you don't take it too far. Um, <laughs> I, I when I ate foods that were supposedly very um or, or that did not cause inflammation and that supposedly lowered inflammation I, f- I felt good right I went, my uh, my stomach was better and I sort of had nice energy and I definitely think there is big merit to it um, there was there was a funny moment where there, I think it was it's really sort of the language that Ryan was a little concerned um, when Nagina mentioned something about, oh, she she doesn't really uh, abide by calories in versus calories out. So someone who's uber scientific like Ryan, um, not
1: uber scientific, but maybe yeah, pretty. Uber scientific. Nah. You,
0: you you like you listen to a lot of science podcasts, right? <laughs> Look, <laughs> this is the state of America that that somebody who listens to a couple
1: of science podcasts every week could be considered uber scientific that is not good <laughs> i <I'm> not <laughs> you i ju- you, you, that. you, you I was just you just, I was just... <laughs>
0: you just shine the light on what is wrong with no, the no, country no no but right but, but, but but ryan is scientific though that no. doesn't mean you are a scientist but it really means do. that you, you that your everything you view is based on hard science for the yeah, most part yeah right uh, as opposed to a lot, a lot, of other guests that might not go with the sort of mainstream ideas, but have their own views, right? That might not be backed up with research. So you are, I, I am too to a yeah. degree, but Ryan is very much so. You know, that's he's he's all about that. Well, my my for and me, so there was just a little bit of a language thing. I, I yeah. think that was important. Was what Nagina says is like, look, you can't overeat. Yeah, well, right? so but think, her big thing was all. Well, you'll, you'll say. It. Yeah. Well, no, I get. It. I sometimes get a little bit
1: into. The semantics to
0: an extent sure. Well no you know, no I think it's I important because people listening Could say well now I could just eat any You know could you eat anything Yeah so yeah I think that well, Not often, anything but any amount So if they're looking are, to lose weight
1: So there are a couple of issues to deal with So often you'll hear people say that Weight loss is just calories in versus calories out And that can be an oversimplification Because if you, if you po- posit it that way Then you can just have a diet Of just cookies and cake And as long as you meet your calorie number You'll lose weight Uh, The problem with that is that certain foods do cause harm to the body. And there are a number of variables that are related to weight loss. So you know, so, and there are a number of health issues that come with eating a really poor diet. So I think there is that aspect to it. But you don't wanna swing too far the other way and say it has nothing to do with calories in versus calories out, because that also is misleading. Because, you know, if you're looking at weight loss, calories in versus calories out isn't the only variable but it's a significant one so what let's say it's 60 or 70 percent that's still significant so i just wanted to clarify from that perspective like you know Yes, it, it can be overblown, but we don't want to say that that's not an issue because then you'll get somebody that you know. Then you get somebody that like I'll tell you for example, I work with clients that let's say have got, let's say yo yo dieters, right? So you have some people who've gone yo yo dieting multiple times, and they gain and losing and gain and losing and gain and losing and for a variety a number of reasons. Um, yo yo dieting will lead to a decrease in metabolism, so weight loss as you every time you gain weight the next time you have to lose the weight becomes much harder so where somebody let's say needed 2000 calories a day to lose weight they're at a new point where now they they really need 1800 but they're trying to do it on 2000 calories a day so when you get to a situation where somebody's you know at a sticking point then it it, it does become calories in versus calories out and i've had people who've been who've been would eat a perfectly clean diet perfectly aligned with the with this type of um you know anti-inflammation and they can't lose weight and the reason why is because then for for them they're at a point where where the weight loss um and their kind of yo-yo dieting is is put them at a kind of sticking point where they it really becomes about cutting even that much more calories or increasing that much more activity so I, it's just for me. It's always about kind of clarifying things, and and uh, it, it's really easy to hear something. It, he, you will hear what you want to hear. So somebody might hear hear that and think, oh, great. Well, then I, you know I'll just pick all the anti-inflammatory foods I want. I just eat all I want, and that's not necessarily the case. So I think. They're, we're both kind of on the same page, but I think for me, it's always kind of you, you do want to be somewhat clear in the language that you use. And and to be fair, when when I kind of pushed a little bit on it, she was perfectly honest and, and and straightforward, and it was it was the right, you know, answer. Like we don't we don't like arguing, but we'll you know we'll ask the right questions. And I think when you know I asked questions, she gave a good answer, so I think that was that was fine.
0: Yeah, I think she had a a very good point when she mentioned. That when you're eating healthier foods, whole foods, you're, you're not going to be as hungry. Yeah. I think that that was the, the point which no, which, which I think the idea is you could eat when you're eating a lot of uh, did I miss did I miss? No, no, she no, no no. I, I think there's the, again, it's a little it's, it's tricky. Like everyone well, is different. You're eating. A, you can eat a lot of healthy food, so you are eating a lot. Okay. But you're getting more bang for your buck. There are a couple with, with there are a couple calories parts. and fiber and, and, and things yeah. like that.
1: I don't quite subscribe to that because I know I, again, knowing people who have, have really. It, 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 this is different for everybody so you know you have one part of the equation which is the which she made a great point like if you know the the equivalent calories in like a bad snack um to eat that in something healthy you're gonna feel like you're eating a lot more like when i eat like if i have like a like this afternoon actually my lunch was um at a bowl of um quinoa um some uh baked uh kind of mini baked potatoes chicken uh and a, and a salad and you know, getting through that quinoa and salad was was not excruciating, but it was. It took a while. Like I, it felt like I kept eating and kept eating. So to eat the equivalent calories in healthy foods can, can feel like that much more than eating equivalent calories in a, in a bad food. The and so for many people, it's the time. It, like it takes a certain amount of time to be to feel satiated. So if I'm eating kind of a fibrous meal that that's kind of a lot, and that takes 20 minutes to eat. By the time I'm done eating it, I'll kind of feel full generally. But that's not for everybody, and so I know plenty of people who still struggle, even if they're meeting an appropriate number of calories on a clean diet, they still struggle with being really hungry, and and more importantly, they struggle with really serious cravings for for other foods. So I think again, you know, it's hard to blanket everybody. I know I know plenty of people who have had success like this, it's, and they realize like, and and I'm to some extent there too, where. If, if I'm left to my own devices, if, if I'm hungry and I'm making a choice in the moment, I will choose way more food and way more unhealthy foods because I think I'm I think I'm hungry and I need to satiate myself. But if I eat the healthier foods, I tend to be full and feel fine, especially if the, if, if it's balanced and there's enough fiber and you're eating enough calories and you have a lot of greens. It, it definitely will fill you up. So there is a mental block for me. So I think... For some people that's it. That's all they need is they need the choice to be made or they need to have the willpower to make the right choice And they'll be full, but I definitely know people who are still haunted by kind of those intense cravings Even after they've eaten an appropriate amount of food. So like anything, I think it's very um, Kind of person specific. So you know when I would say that no matter what? The suggestions are great as far as how to eat But there just might be another layer of if you eat that diet or that type of food and you're still craving and you're still hungry, then there are other potential kind of interventions that might be necessary to, to fight off the desire to, to to want something else. You know, if that makes yeah, no, no, sense. I think that's
0: I think that uh, makes sense. It, you know, sort of sound advice uh, from you know from all points. So yeah, yeah but any way you look at it, um, weight loss or not, incorporating. Those foods are going to be very good for you, especially if you don't eat a lot of leafy greens, a lot of foods like blueberries, um, stuff that is just really nutrient dense, you know, no or low sugar and just really, you know, good, good, you know, good for your body. So definitely start incorporating those foods if you haven't already.
1: Cool. All right. Well, I guess that is it. As usual, all of our stuff is at thegymwits.com. Um, please rate us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't, um, and we're everywhere we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcasts. Um, they started their own podcast platform. If you have an Amazon Alexa, you can listen to us there. Um, almost anywhere that podcasts can be found, we can probably be found. And go uh,
0: check out the Jim witt's musical. Oh
1: God, you and your stupid. Me. Hey, okay, you know what? If we get big enough. If we ever have a, What's a good number What's a number A million da- A million listeners No no a millions too is too much no one's, Not a million people Aren't listening Well If we move to the UK I think we could do it Shoot for the sky. think stars. we could push for it No um, Say If we ever get to hundred thousand hundred thousand And we'll do a, a, some, some form of a Gin musical If we ever have A hundred thousand downloads In an episode oh, uh, We already have Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No no way near that. Um, oh, so that's why close. I don't think this will ha- ever happen. But if you do then we'll we'll do a we'll do musical and I'll I'll even perform a number in in our joint okay, okay. musical. Nice. Um, it's highly unlikely that'll that ever happen but yeah.
0: All right. So why would you say that?
1: Cuz I'm a I'm a, a eternal pest. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> All right, all right. All right. I mean, it's a good thing Tony's not here because she'd probably scold me for, yeah, yeah. for being pessimistic yeah, on the outlook of 100,000 downloads But I mean, it might happen and then then you guys will have the the will displeasure of, of, of watching me sing oh, and dance Oh man,
0: <laughs> now uh, I'm more motivated to, uh, to get this goal than ever That's all you need <laughs> Right, yeah Alright, well, as usual, I'm Ryan George I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic
1: One day I won't Minding. be One day I'll one day it'll be as usual or as know, How would I word that? I'm not Ryan George Because I always say as usual, but like why That's redundant,
0: like I don't no, need to say word, as usual You're usually Ryan George <laughs> But when would I not be Ryan George? Uh, you, that's you, I don't want to know <laughs> All right. What you do on your own time is... <laughs> Alright, well take, take us out, sorry I cut All right. off I'm <laughs> aka <laughs> Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell, <laughs> and we are vigilants. Legit-